morning, everybody. Happy Monday. Um, yeah, listen to my listen to that lack of energy in my voice. Um, I think it's just because it's kind of dreary and um, gray here in Arkansas today. But otherwise, it's not like it's a bad Monday or anything. Um, I was happy. Arkansas won football. Clemson lost football. Um, that so that made me a very happy over the weekend. Um, made a cake for my husband. His birthday is next week. Happy birthday, hubby. And I did it. I, I wanted to bake it early because I, I kind of tried to get a little bit fancy with it um, and just do a, a double layer German chocolate cake because that's what he asked for. And um, that's one of the things we do. We kind of, we, you know, ask each other what, what sweet do you want for your birthday? And we try and make it. So there we go. And so I wanted to give myself the opportunity in case I messed it up another weekend to be able to fix it if so needed. But I think it came really good. We haven't tasted it yet. We, we are refrigerating it because we think it will taste better chilled. So I'll let, I'll let you know next week how, or yeah, next week how it goes. So that being said, also, I was informed by TJ this morning that they are working on utility lines near um, the podcast studio. So if all of a sudden we lose power or something happens and the podcast gets cut off, that's why. But he did say happily that they have generators. And so if we have an abrupt disconnect, um, he can hook it back up and we can get back to it. So that that makes me feel feel a little better. So, okay, um, let's talk about this episode is going to be about the holidays. And I think, again, I keep getting off track because I keep saying, oh, I'm going to talk about mandated reporting. But then I realized um, it's only two weeks till Thanksgiving. And then once Thanksgiving is here, then, of course, Christmas is right around the corner or Christmas and New Year's right around the corner. And so I thought it would be a good idea to do a, a podcast episode on, um, you know, having to go home for the holidays. Um, because I think most people believe that, oh, well, you know, happy holidays and, you know, going and visiting family, extended family, even nuclear family is, is a good time and, and is pleasant and, um, there's no problems and everything is just so happy. Like you see on like hard, Hallmark movies and stuff like that. When in reality, what about the people who don't have, you know, the, those happy holidays? Um, so I'm not trying to make this a depressing podcast. Um, I'm trying to make this more of a, again, outreach education and outreach of what you can do in situations. So this is not about, um, people who have maybe lost loved ones around the holidays or even like right before the holidays, especially this year with so many deaths from COVID, um, and, and just being in, in such a weird, um, a weird situation. Um, I know, unfortunately, um, my little nuclear family, my, my husband, myself, our daughter, we're not planning on going to be with um, our extended family over um, for Thanksgiving um, because, well, because of COVID, honestly. And, and this is why um, typically, and I'm not exaggerating, um, Thanksgiving is the, the big holiday in, on his side of the family um, where extended family from all over the place, out of state, um, you know, different parts of Arkansas, um, they all come down and, and really 
that's when we meet is Thanksgiving is the big holiday for his family. And I'm not exaggerating when I say we've had over 90 people there before we have to go to, um, we, or we go to a church hall. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's wonderful. Um, I've, I've never had any sort of bad experience, um, in the family. Uh, it's always been fantastic and I'm, I'm very thankful that I actually have that. But with COVID this year, we just decided like, well, you know, if there's even half of that, that's, that's in our opinion, that's, too dangerous. Um, we didn't have any idea what they would do for like social distancing and mask wearing and whatever. And so very sad to be missing that this year, but we'll do our own little, our own little celebration of, of Thanksgiving in our own way. So missing that. Um, and I don't know what everybody else in the world, you know, if they have, um, big families like that, if they're going to miss out on, on that kind of stuff. So let's, let's talk about, if COVID wasn't in place here, I know that that sounds really weird, but if you take COVID out of the situation, um, so I know some people are probably making the same decision that, that our family has made and not traveling um, and going to see their family. I also know other people are going to continue to, um, to go and see their family. And I hope that you all will be safe and that nobody catches COVID from any of the holidays. Um, so, Let's put that aside and let's just talk about um, having to go and visit family when it's not exactly the healthiest thing to do Um, because we all have families and we all come from where um, people who have opinions. We just had a very, um, we still have a heated election where there's lots of strong opinions. and who knows if that gets brought up at family get-togethers. Um, that has always been a kind of a rule. I don't even know if it's a spoken rule or unspoken rule. I just know my husband has told me um, before we got married that you don't talk politics at Thanksgiving. And I was like, okay, I totally understand. So maybe that's why in the in the 15 years that, no, I'm sorry, 16 years that we've been married. And actually, it's probably 17 that I've been part of, uh, the Thanksgiving tradition here that, uh, it's never to my knowledge has always been a wonderful experience for me. So in any case, what about those places that, um, that there is not that, that family, um, unity or there is not that family health maybe is a good way to say it. Um, like I said, we all have families. We are all human. No family is perfect. It just does not exist. Um, And so there is a difference between having some, you know, people in the family where there's some, you know, maybe unhealthy tendencies or whatever, maybe, and all kinds of examples. Maybe, you know, I'm just pulling these out of thin air. Maybe grandpa gets a little too tipsy after Thanksgiving meal when he's watching football. You know, we there's all kinds of that kind of stuff. But I'm talking beyond. I'm talking beyond. You know what? What is kind of normal human? We'll we'll let that go. We'll let that slide. Um. So, what happens when there is, you know, a toxic, toxic relationships in a family where you don't feel safe to actually go and visit? And when I say safe, I mean emotionally 
most of the time. Um, I've heard it over my career. Some people get super anxious about having to go visit their family for the holidays. Um, I mean, I mean, to the level of panic um, because they don't know how they're going to handle it. How are they going to handle when, you know, their mom starts to attack um, the way they're raising, you know, their child? Um, what, you know, how do they handle it when the dad puts down his son um, for not having a good enough job? Um, and again, those are just some examples I'm pulling out of thin air. And so this is what I'm talking about, toxic relationships. You can be in relationships with people where you don't agree on things, even politically, um, and it not be toxic. The difference is, well, let's look at the definition of toxic. So toxic. I like the first, the first definition just says um, poisonous. Okay, that's, that's pretty, um, you know, basic pretty kind of rudimentary definition of toxic. But then I actually really like the second definition, um, which says a very harmful or unpleasant in a persuasive or insidious way. I like how they use the word insidious. Um, so funny enough, let's look up insidious. So insidious, here we go. Insidious, proceeding in a gradual, subtle way, but with harmful effects. I like that too. Or and or treacherous and crafty. Um, yeah, no um, positive connotation there at all with those words. So um, that's what I'm talking about. Um, I feel like I, I could have like Britney Spears to toxic going on in the background, but that would be copyright infringement. But I still like have that going on in my head. I'm like, okay, toxic. Um, but yes, toxic relationships where there is the persuasion, the, the, the persuasion, the, um, manipulation, lying, playing people against one another, um, putting people down, attacking character, you know, like I said, it's, it, people can have different opinions, you know, like, Oh, I think that shirt is pretty. And Oh, I think that shirt is ugly. Fine. But when somebody goes to, well, you're stupid for thinking that shirt is pretty, there you go. That's an example of um, a toxic remark. So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about when people legitimately become anxious and um, don't know what to do about going and visiting family because there are people who are out there who act that way, who would put someone down, attack character um, for believing something different or for thinking something different. And like I said, that's when it becomes toxic. So what do you do? in that situation. Well, the easiest, although in theory, the easiest doesn't always pan out that way is to just be like, well, I'm just not going to go. Um, that can, that can open a whole other bag of worms, um, depending on who you're, um, deciding not to go, um, visit for that holiday. So if you're like, okay, now we're just going to stay home. Well, a toxic person would take that personally or manipulate in some way like, oh, I mean, I won't be here for, you know, what happens if I die in the next year and then you will miss this holiday. Again, it's exaggerated, it's manipulative, and um, that's what makes it toxic. So it's not always the easiest thing in the world to just say, well, no, I just won't go. 
Um, but if you have, if you decide that you have to go or that you should go to try and mitigate any of those kinds of responses from family, then what do you do when you're there? It can be a really sticky situation because again, you know, if you're dealing with toxic people, you don't have to necessarily become the, the target of emotional abuse, psychological abuse. No one should be treated that way. However, you also cannot control other people. You cannot control what comes out of their mouths, you know, how they feel about things and their behavior. So what do you do? Different situations call for different plans of actions, um, plans of action. Um, and so you should make a plan um, with whether it's yourself that you need a plan or maybe it's a plan with your little immediate family, um, your spouse, your partner, um, whoever is going with you um, on how you want to handle it. Again, how you want to handle it because you cannot control the other people. So maybe things typically go fine, you know, for the first, you know, until everybody sits down to eat. And maybe when once everybody sits down to eat, maybe that's when topics of conversation get to be a little uncomfortable. Maybe it's politics. Who knows? It could be anything. Um, so how do you... Take, you know, what do you do in that situation? I think it, again, depends on the severity. Um, there, you can always say, I, I don't really feel comfortable talking about that. Um, you can excuse yourself from the table. Um, you can go outside, um, get some fresh air. Um, you know, whatever you can excuse yourself, go to the bathroom. I mean, you, there's all kinds of little, little tricks like that, that you can use to kind of get yourself out of a situation. Um, you could, that could be applied to if you're just talking with, you know, a family member, um, who wants to talk about something that you don't want to talk about. So, um, you can also say, well, let's change the topic. Let's talk about something that's not so, um, heated or can that maybe you would think is not so heated, but you never know because toxic people can make anything heated if they really wanted to. And so excuse yourself from the conversation. Hey, all right, I'm good. I'm going to go outside for a second. Hey, I'm going to go. Um, I need to get something out of my car. And I'm not saying you have to necessarily lie to whoever you're talking to. I don't condone lying. Um, but I also think it's okay for you to remove yourself from a toxic conversation. So you can do something like that. You can also, in your planning, set up a time, uh, not a time, um, like a, a secret word. <laughs> I know that sounds kind of funny, um, but like a code word between you and your spouse that once you've had enough or you're really starting to become uncomfortable or panicky or, um, well, we'll just say uncomfortable and, and you want to get out of there or you want to go outside and get some fresh air, just have a code word that you can say with your spouse or to your spouse. And it doesn't have to be, you know, loud and alarming. It could be like a whisper. Um, but something like that, if it's too hard to have a code word, maybe you can have some kind of hand signal, which again, 
I know sounds a little funny, but can really make the difference when, you know, you don't want um, to bring attention to um, something that you say. So having signals like that, having a code word, um, that might just mean, hey, let, let's kind of, let's go regroup and talk about something, you know, privately about a plan on whether or not we want to leave or um, if we just need to go get some fresh air, go outside for a walk, um, whatever you need to do to keep your sanity is, is a good way to say that. So you can do something like that. You can have a plan that says, okay, well, maybe I know, and this might be really good. Think of somebody who maybe um, just has very uh, early stages of um, substance recovery. So maybe they're working their program and they've had, you know, a week or two of sobriety, which is phenomenal. That's great. But maybe they know that their family um, wants you know, maybe they all have wine with dinner. Maybe there is, um, you know, alcohol during football games or whatever. And so maybe that person wants to, okay, well, I'm going to actually go home and watch the game myself, or I'm going to take whatever necessary precautions I can to try and help my sobriety. Um, because, you know, again, I'm thinking in maybe in a supportive family, they would all be like, okay, we realize that our, our family member is in the early stages of sobriety. And so we're not going to have alcohol at dinner or at, you know, for football this year. Um, I mean, that, that would be what a supportive family might do, but, um, in a toxic family, they could very easily just be like, well, we're still going to go on with our normal stuff, you know, normal stuff that we do. And, you know, your sobriety is all on you and, you know, and so, um, maybe, maybe the sobriety is all on that person. Um, but that person can also set a good limit and goal for themselves to be like, okay, well, I'll be here for during dinner, but I'm going to excuse myself once it comes time for football. Um, so that's another way to, um, kind of help diffuse the toxicity Again, remember, you cannot control other people. You can only control yourself. So that's another example. Um, yeah, setting, you know, a, a limit of, okay, we're going to go and we'll stay here for, you know, two hours, you know, or like a time limit, like uh, we're going to leave by four. Um, you can do things like that. You can actually say, well, we're going to eat at home, have our meal at home, and we'll come and visit afterwards. Um, so that way you're still kind of, you're still visiting family. Um, but then you can always just say, okay, well, we'll be there for like an hour and, and then we'll leave. Um, that's also a really good, good way to, you know, set a limit and, and not expose yourself so much to toxic family, toxic environment. Um, if you are there at, you have to go visit, you choose to go and visit. Um, what do you do if it really starts to become out of hand? Um, if you're being attacked or if you feel super panicky, um, get yourself to a safe place. If you have a support person that goes with you, like a partner or spouse, um, make sure they know what is going on. Um, like I said, don't be afraid to excuse yourself to the bathroom or to go outside, go for a walk, go sit in your car. Um, you know, it, if you haven't been drinking, go for a drive, um, Coping skills 
you know, use your normal coping skills that um, help you get through a situation. Um, and then because it will probably be emotionally exhausting um, once you're out of the toxic environment, good self-care. And remember, self-care is intentional, is you making a point to take good care of yourself. It goes beyond coping skills. So purposefully going home and doing something to relax, whether it's meditation, deep breathing, relaxation skills, which yes, I get are coping skills. I'm talking about being intentional though, is what self-care is. So going home, setting up, cuddling with your pets in warm blankets if it's cold. Um, if it's really hot, going and, you know, well, I was going to say take, taking a dip in a pool, but I, that assumes that everybody has a pool. So we'll just forget that one. Um, but maybe taking a cold shower. Um, most people have access to showers. Um, so doing something like that, again, intentional taking care of yourself. Because, yeah, when you come out of an, of an emotionally toxic, psychologically toxic place, you need to take care of yourself. You're going to feel just tired and like wore out. Um, maybe it's from being on guard. Maybe it's from trying to keep it together so you don't have a panic attack. Maybe it's from trying to keep it together so you don't stoop to their level and yell back or call names or whatever back, back to whoever is doing that to you. So again, you don't have to keep yourself in a toxic environment. You don't have to put up with toxic people because you don't deserve to be treated that way. And so practicing, I don't deserve to be talked to this way and I'm going to go. That's all you have to say. And I know I make it sound really simple. It's not that simple, especially in the beginning. It gets much easier the more you practice it. Um, but yes, I definitely, um, I've worked with people who um, usually for the most part, it's a toxic parent um, where the parent is, you know, will emotionally, verbally attack the child, adult child. Um, and that adult child is kind of torn between wanting to, you know, respect their parent because um, they were brought up that way. And, you know, you respect your elders and um, again, not wanting to stoop to arguing and calling names like, is happening to them. And so working with the person to say, to be comfortable saying, I don't deserve to be treated th this way or that way. And I'm going to leave. And then you leave. And the response I usually get after the, the person has, has essentially stood up for themselves. Um, it stood up for themselves and not in an attacking way because they're not attacking back. They're not saying you're mean or nasty for, for how you're treating me. No, it's just, I don't deserve to be treated this way and I'm going to go. Well, so they feel empowered. Um, and it may take, you know, one time to get that good feeling of, Oh, I can actually stand up for myself. Um, especially if it actually, works to change the behavior of the person who's being toxic because if nobody's ever stood up to them and nobody's ever left and so they just continue to be able to call names and manipulate and all that kind of stuff well once somebody actually stands up to them and it's like nope I'm not going to take your behavior anymore 
it may be the catalyst that is needed to get them to kind of work on their own, on their own behaviors. Again, you're not responsible for their behaviors. They are, but it might just set, set the seed, plant the seed that maybe they will realize they need to change. So you never know. We can hope. So um, those are things that I hope will help people um, who feel really anxious about going and visiting their family for the holidays. Um, I wish everybody, and I'm still, it's, I'm saying this like it's the last podcast before the holidays. It's not. Um, but I do wish everybody safe and happy holidays. Um, amid COVID, be careful flying and traveling if, if you're doing so. Um, remember to keep others in mind and wear a mask and try and socially distance as best as you can. And again, I, I hope that nobody nobody comes down with, with COVID. Um, I know that at least in our state, we've had a very, um, inc- a very high increase in cases. Um, and so I don't know, I, I think it's the same all around the country. Um, so let's just keep, you know, praying for our country, good vibes for our country, good energy for our country, whatever you choose, um, however you choose for your higher power um, to, to keep our country um, our country so that we can overcome this. And I thank you all so much for joining me today. And next week, I will tell you how the cake went and how it tasted, because hopefully it's really good. Thank you guys. Have a great week.